Hey friends, welcome back to the Faith and Finance podcast. This is episode number 13, a conversation with my twin sister, how personal habits, behavior, personality, and childhood affect our money mindset. Hey, hey everybody, it's me again, Adrian, and I'm your host of the Faith and Finance podcast. Today I have a really special guest. It's my twin sister, Emily, and for those of you who didn't know, I'm a twin. Surprise! Today we talk about Emily's journey with her career, about herself, and how even growing up in the same household, you can have different money habits and how our behavior and everyone's personalities affect those things. We're also going to talk a little bit about career hacking, and you'll understand when you listen to the episode, but I really hope you enjoy and gather some value out of this. I also want to say that Emily and I have a conversation where we mentioned some money that our grandpa used to give to us when we were very young, and I understand that we were privileged to an extent to receive, you know, a few hundred dollars when we were young and we're laughing and joking about it, but I hope that you understand the context in which we are laughing and joking about it. But I wanted to preface that first in case anyone, you know, got upset or was thinking we were making light of something like that. We are not, but we are also remembering our grandpa and also remembering how different we were with money at the time. So take that with a grain of salt. I, it may not even be a big deal to you, but still wanted to preface that. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about, of course, her, but then about how people who grow up in the same families can also have like different views about money and different ways of dealing with money and so this will be kind of just a fun conversation so emily tell us about yourself where you're from what you do your family whatever you want to tell the world all right well as adrian already said i'm her twin sister but i currently live in bloomington indiana i'm married to jordan hawkins and i have two little boys lennox is just turned three not that long ago and then Lyndon is almost two so they're 13 months apart it's a little bit crazy town but we love it professionally I am a registered nurse and I work in pediatrics which I really do love I never pictured myself in a million years that I'd be in pediatrics but kind of where God kind of led me to and I actually really enjoy it and it's kind of cool because I get to work with like my own kids as pediatrician so it's pretty neat in that respect and then my my husband he is an office manager for a like a medical office a doctor's office so he is kind of cool because he's on the more administrative side and I'm more on the medical clinical side of it so that's pretty cool how our worlds kind of mesh that way but also, a hu- another huge part of our lives is we are youth pastors at our local church, and we absolutely love that. We're going on, oh man, I think it's like five or six years now doing that, So, which we've been married for almost six, so maybe it's more cl- closer to five. But yeah, so that's what we do with our local church, and yeah, we just really 
enjoy doing that as well. So that's a little bit about myself, I guess. That's awesome. You're awesome, obviously. Emily is the better twin, and she's smarter and cuter. (laughs) That is not even... No. So part of the reason I wanted to have you on here is because, but a different way of handling money. And also you and Jordan have been um, really good with your finances since basically you were married. And I'm saying this because I am privy to information because I'm your sister. Talk about your first like little house you lived in. Yeah. So when we first were getting married, we were very young when we got married. Not everyone, you know, falls into that, but I was 19 years old. And Jordan was 22. So we were very young. Uh, Jordan had just graduated college and is actually still at the same place he is now, but he started out like the bottom of the totem pole, basically. So we really weren't making that much money, but our jobs actually led us to Edinburgh, which people think Edinburgh, like the Edinburgh Outlet Mall. It's not like that part of Edinburgh. It's kind of a very... uh, poor community where we were living in and stuff so our jobs led us there but also we found a rental house so we started out renting we didn't you know go off buying a house or anything like that but it was pretty cheap at the time and we were po me and jordan say that we're we were po um we couldn't afford the r even so it was this little i mean it had a lot of character but we we talk about this now it was very creepy little house, <laughs> but we lived there and we, we could afford it, even though, you know, there was times where we had to eat cereal for dinner, you know, for the week until pay- payday or whatever. But that all being said, that really made us learn how to be frugal and budget our money from a, from very early on, because we learned very quickly that we had to spread our resources because I was still in nursing school, but I was working two jobs as well, but they weren't anything like, you know, they were like minimum wage jobs type of thing while I was in school. And Jordan was, you know, he made okay money, but it wasn't, you know, anything crazy or whatever. So from the get go, we had to learn how to really spread our resources and budget. So any little, any little extra, and that was very few and far between, but we would just try to put it in the savings, you know little stuff like our tax returns, stuff like that. We were just trying to put in our savings, you know, what we could just live very frugally. So eventually Jordan got a job closer to like Bloomington, which during this time we were still traveling to Bloomington to go to church down here and stuff like that. So it was a lot of like gas money. And that's something we value obviously is church. And so we, it was worth it, you know, for us. So our job led us um, to where we moved to a little apartment in Martinsville, um, where I got, I was finally actually accepted into the Bloomington nursing school at that point. So I wasn't just taking my prerequisites anymore. Um, so we lived in a cute little apartment and that was good. We rented there and, um, you know, we still tried to just, we still weren't making, you know, a ton of money or anything. So we just still had to be very resourceful with our money, um, and things like that. And, just really try to budget. So then that led us into, so my last year of nursing school, I found out I was pregnant, which was really terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) 
um, very much a surprise, but I mean, a blessing. I was in my last year of nursing school, all these thoughts, you know, we, I mean, I still wasn't a nurse at this time. Like financially, we were very scared. We didn't really know what we were going to do with having this baby. Luckily, Jordan had kind of already been stepping up into more manager positions at work and stuff like that by this time so he was making a little bit more money and we had been trying to be very disciplined with our savings like I've mentioned I mean we had some money a baby's a lot of money and so anyway we were very terrified well we decided it was in our best interest we needed more room first of all with a baby coming and so we ended up buying a little starter house it was actually we got a very good deal on it I mean it needed a lot of work but the bones were good of the house which is always wise but it needed a lot of cosmetic work and stuff so this little savings that we made we were able to get what we, what's called a USDA loan so we didn't have to have a down payment can you um, explain to everyone who doesn't know what a USDA loan a little bit yeah so I'm not like I'm not a financial gal like I don't really know all the terminology and such but basically a USDA loan is some like rural department of the yeah. government or something the department and, of agriculture I think yes yes basically the government encourages people to try to buy houses in like rural areas and so to do this there's like a program that basically you know a lot of houses when you buy a house you have to have like a certain amount of percentage of a down payment to be able to buy a house with USDA loans it's like a government thing, but you basically don't have to have a down payment because they're, they're encouraging families to try to buy houses like in rural communities that, you know, to try to get them to buy houses there, basically, I guess. I say Bloomington. We actually live in Ellettsville, so it's like it's a rural like farm community, basically. And so we bought a little starter home there, and so we didn't have to have a down payment, which ideally we always wanted to have you know a good down payment for any kind of house even if it wasn't necessary but just God gave us other plans with a kid and we just really needed the extra space and we really just wanted to be closer to our church and stuff too as well and I knew that when I was get, I was getting ready to graduate and I wanted to work like in Bloomington, Monroe County or whatever, it just kind of worked out. So we were able to get approved for the USDA loan and buy this little starter house, which actually it was a estate sale. So the guy that lived there had passed away. He was the only person like he had lived there since like the 70s or 80s. His children basically just wanted to get rid of the house you know their dad had left them this house and they were just just get rid of it basically and so we got a very great deal on it so we were able to put in some money that we had been saving since we've been married <laughs> pretty much and put some money into this house we knew going into it because we had gotten it for such a great deal that the return of investment like when we went to sell it would be we would get the money out that we at least that we put into it if not more fast forward we had Linux I was now an actual nurse like I passed my boards and stuff like that I was working as a registered nurse now able to make somewhat you know starting to get a little bit better paychecks here and there would be able to put some more money but surprise to us we found out we were pregnant again with another baby <laughs> we're thankful for that but we were like oh my gosh like I was we literally had Linux was only four months old and we found out again <laughs> that we were pregnant. So once again, we were kind of were in that same thing where we were like our little starter home that was great for three is kind of tight quarters for now four. 
people, but we were going to make it work, everything, yada, yada. It is what it is. And we wanted to save up more money to put an actual like good down payment on a house. Well, God had different plans. And we actually were approached by a friend that's a realtor in Ellettsville. They were building a brand new addition. They were amazingly priced, I will say, for a brand new house. I was shocked. And once again, being in a rural community, get pre-approved for the USDA loan. We were praying about this, and a lot of things had to fall into place for this to happen. For instance, selling our home. Yet we wanted a certain amount out of it from what we had spent. Well, little did we know that a lady from our church was actually, she's a single mom. She has two kids, and she wanted two kids that still live with her, I guess I should say. But she was wanting to buy a house. So God seriously worked in miraculous ways. She heard that we were kind of thinking about putting our house up for sale. She approached us. We negotiated a price. We never even had to put our house on the market, but we made a good, I would say, twenty to 25000 on that house just for the eight months we owned it. Yeah. Because we had gotten it for such a great price originally right. because they were just trying to get rid of that house. So amazing like it was a god thing and that was just what our house we didn't even sell it for what we probably could have just because you know she needed a house too but we still got definitely what we needed out of it right and you didn't have to list it and pay a realtor the fee right exactly yep we never even put it on the market it was amazing like god worked it out this is like crazy my life is crazy i'm like thinking about this right now (laughs) what all I've done in my short like six years of marriage but okay, I was like six-ish months pregnant I think I had a not even a one-year-old and I was six months pregnant it was like crazy town so we decided to look into this building this house thing and so we inquired about it well the deal was is I don't know why this is a thing it makes sense but anyway but basically know that we were all in if we were going to be signing you know that they're going to customize this house for us and that we would be buying it so we basically had to sell our house they would build our house for us once we had that it's set in stone she bought our house all within like 30 days by like march something we were living with my (laughs) in-laws while our house was being built and i had like you know i was pregnant i had this little baby at home We lived with my in-laws for six months, and we were able to get the USDA loan and buy our house. So with that money that we had made on our starter home, we were trying to decide what we wanted to do with it, whether it be, should we put that towards our mortgage, or should we, we needed like, for instance, we needed a better family car, because at the time we just had our little like commuter cars, basically, and it was okay for one baby, but when you get two car seats, it's makes it I mean your car seems so much smaller than it is yeah 2017 we bought a 2014 Honda CRV for cash with that money that we made and we had no car payment after that so Jordan had paid off his car long like a while ago and we bought a car for cash that was a good family car for us and we still have it so we had some credit cards built up from when I talked about when I was in school and stuff and I had a we had put some stuff on credit cards. All of those are paid off now. We're still building up our savings again, but, but yeah, so I, Jordan paid off his student loan. I still have some of my student loan, but I consider that okay almost because 
I can pay extra on my student loan and that's what I'm doing right now. And I had to go to school to be a registered nurse. Like it's not one of those things that you can just learn how to like, you know, you start somewhere and you have to have that licensing and everything to do that. Yeah, it's been a little crazy, but we have been in our current home now since Lyndon's been born. So he's almost two and we are glad that we did that. But yeah. (laughs) So there's a lot we can uncover here, but since the freshest thing you just said was about your student loans. So I will preface and say that my sister probably could have went to any school that she wanted to. She was in the top 10 of our class very smart, very driven, very good grades. She, this is what I talk about on the podcast sometime and to anybody who will listen, they're tired of it, but (laughs) it's the return on the investment. And so Emily, can you talk a little bit about the choice that you made as far as college? Mm -hmm. And yes, you had to get a little bit of student loans, but for what the investment was and the return on the investment and possibly if you have future plans and like all of that kind of stuff. Sure. So in high school, my senior year in high school, I applied to different colleges, but I actually really had no idea for sure what I wanted to do, but I was leaning towards like dental hygiene. And so anyway, I applied to different colleges, but I ended up going to IUPUI and my little senior year, 18 year old, 17, 18 year old mind, I just thought, if I don't go to some kind of university, then people are going to think like I'm not doing anything, blah, blah, blah. So which IUPUI is a state school. It is. So it's not it's not like it's super crazy expensive or anything, no. but just for people who don't know what that is. But yeah, it's basically Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. So that's what IUPUI stands for, which are two major schools in Indiana. They basically combined a, a campus. So like IU school offers some things, the uh, Purdue school offers some things into like one location. Where I started out going, 2012, I started going there. I also, in that short amount of time, I changed my major, I think three times because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Now, granted, a lot of this I knew I wanted to do something medical. So a lot of my classes, like I had to take them anyway. So it was not a big deal as far as that went. But I said what I said, because 18 year old kids normally don't know what they want to do. But that I wasn't I mean, I know you didn't take a bunch of random classes, but I was just saying, you know, naturally an 18 year old kid doesn't have a clue what they want to do. Exactly. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. And that, but that people, I mean, you really feel that expectation that you have to know what you want to do and stuff. So that's kind of where I was at. So I went there for one semester, literally. I mean, I don't even know how much I actually ended up spending there, but it is a commuter campus. So it wasn't like I was living on campus, but I was driving there and the time and the money for that. I also had to pay crazy amount for parking there, books, you know, all that stuff. So for my one semester, it was, I don't, I can't even think of off the top it of my head. It wasn't crazy expensive. No, but... but it was for one semester. It was kind of crazy. So Anyway, I ended up getting engaged that Thanksgiving because I just kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't know where life was going to take Jordan and I, and I decided to take a semester off. So I actually did not go back to IUPUI. I worked. I got a job at a bank, actually, which is 
kind of ironic, but I got a job at a bank. I worked there. I also was working at Dairy Queen and just trying to like put back as much money as I could and focus on my wedding and things like that and just try to figure out what in the world I wanted to do because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So then it kind of just dawned on me. My mom's a nurse. And what I liked about nursing was that you can literally do so many different things with that degree. You don't even necessarily have to do the cl- the patient care. There's so many different avenues you could do. So I thought that was good. Um, you know, I talked to my mom about it. I really thought it was something I would enjoy. Kind of decided on that. And then I decided to actually go transfer to Ivy Tech, which is a community college um, in the state of Indiana. You know, it only goes up to your associates. Got accepted there. The Ivy Tech nursing program is actually very, very competitive. That, but I did a lot of my prereqs there. Ended up getting into the Bloomington School of Nursing. I had to take out a little bit of student loans with the community college. I got my whole degree less. I want to say it was like less than ten thousand because I got scholarships and some grant money. That, but I did have to take out some loans. That was with IUPUI. Was about it was like ten or eleven thousand. So, which is not bad at all considering. Mm-hmm that it was it's my RN degree. Now being in the in my world and actually like practicing as a nurse, it's definitely been worse. Yes, initially I had to, you know, take out loans or whatever because I, I was married. I had other life expenses. I wasn't living with my parents. Like I had other things I had to put my money towards and it wasn't I did pay like for my books out of pocket but I just did not have that luxury choosing to get married when I did and I don't but I don't regret that at all having the job that I do and making the money that I make and loving what I do, it's really been worth it to me to have that small student loan compared to a lot of what my friends have doing something that I love and being able to still put extra on my student loan payment every month. It's not like I'm barely making on and I'm trying to get paid off as soon as I can. Future plans. Originally, I was going straight into to get my bachelor's and I think eventually I want to get my family nurse practitioner but I had a baby right out of school and I needed to focus on that but now my kids are starting to get to an age where it's a little bit more manageable and maybe in the future so planning on trying to keep it as cheap as possible probably will have to take out a little bit of loans however my employer pay would pay for me at least half of my tuition to go to school so that's another reason why I feel like that would be very beneficial that's something that's hopefully in the future and that goes back to like those things that young people don't really know everyone knows I'm not against college the point is is that you know you don't know all the jobs all the things that exist when you're just starting out in the real world you got a job and you're an RN and yeah you have your associate's degree and you can get your bachelor's degree and there's nothing wrong with that but what I'm saying is is now you're at a point where you have an employer who will help you pay for that those are things we don't that people don't really talk about that is a perk that a lot of employers will help you with now sometimes you have to work for them for x amount of time but if you're willing to do that then why not I mean it's free money but again like you don't really quite know when you're 18 exactly and in all cases exactly what you want to do with your life you know and some people do and that's wonderful but I think people feel pressured 
to make a decision or and then they feel like strapped by this debt for like their whole lives I it would be yeah. better in some cases to go work at you know Dairy Queen like you and I did mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. and figure out kind of what you want to do and make some money mm-hmm. and then go you know what I mean but I, that's always my rant so we won't go there today <laughs> told us about like house and obviously you guys can tell my sister is very responsible and she knows the options when she's getting into them they're not like oh cool this is a surprise like me (laughs) and that brings me kind of to my next point where we were raised in the same household and I feel like money was kind of talked about it wasn't it was ever not talked about like Mm -hmm. it wasn't taboo Mm -hmm. it just we knew what our parents did and that my dad was an accountant and you know I remember watching dad do the bills uh in the band Saturday morning <laughs> yes and the band Brewster's treasure <laughs> and my mom was always really she still is very like crafty and yeah. frugal and she always cooked Coupons. for us at home yeah yeah she always cooked for us at home because yeah. it was cheaper because there were six of us yeah exactly <laughs> like, those are things that we were blessed with mm-hmm. we were different in how mm-hmm. we handled money and we're di- very different in personality yeah and it just goes to show that all get to make our own choices it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how you were raised necessarily what you know what you don't know and yes we're privileged that we did have some knowledge about these things Then we grew up in the same exact household and we were so different mm-hmm. with money growing up do you want to talk about that at all yeah I don't know if you remember this but so like when grandpa hunter before he passed away like he'd give us you know <laughs> money or whatever for so much money for Christmas like, like for Christmas oh, or birthdays or you know whatever and say it was for Christmas and he'd give us I don't know I'm just throwing I don't even remember but I'm just gonna say 50 bucks or something and we were like no I think he gave us $300 like every year it was like a crazy amount of money for a 9 or 10 year old 12 or 11 or something so I remember literally I would hold it would be Christmas and by like our birthday in April I would have spent like two bucks and Adrian would have had her money spent in like a week. And- <laughs> you know how I remember how much it was? Because that was the year I went to stupid Air Apostle and spent all my money <laughs> on stupid t shirts. Good old 2005, oh 2006. <laughs> Um, no, but that, that was how we thought about money though. Like I was, I did not like to spend money. I would have guilt about spending money and it's not because something like mom or dad told me, like even mom and dad were like, Emily, you still have your money. And I'd be like, yes, I didn't know what to spend it on. I'd feel guilty. I'd go in a store and I'd be like, I really like this shirt, but then I wouldn't buy it. And I still find myself doing that. I have bad shoppers guilt or it can be something that I need for for our house like we need a new trash canner and I go out and buy a nice trash can and I talk myself out of it <laughs> for you I feel like you've always been more um you like to shop you like to spend that money and it not and not always in a bad way from a very young age I remember us being so different in how we would handle that stuff I would seriously hold on to <laughs> my money <laughs> and I don't even know what I'd end up spending it on eventually I would really think about stuff before I would buy it where you were more like oh this is cute I like this I want this I have Mm -hmm. the money I'm gonna do it I think it might stem from you mentioned our personalities are so different you've always kind of just known what you want you love 
love to buy people gifts um, and you're a great gift giver. And for me, it, I'm almost like I overthink it too much. And I find myself doing that in every aspect of my life almost. And then I talk myself out of it. I handle finances like that too, though. I'll be like, we really need to spend money on this, whatever. And then I like talk myself out of positives and negatives both ways of that. Even though like mom and dad, we had the same mom and dad. We grew up in the same house and in the same way. How people spend their money is more than just what their parents teach them or what stems from like your inner like personality and um, right. mentality about money too even if both of our parents were like shopaholics mm-hmm. which is not true at all I would probably still not be like that because that's just how I am even though I might have been surrounded by that even I wasn't people listening my parents are not shopaholics although I will say even when I love shopping I've always loved that's getting true. a bargain even though I spent all my money on clothes I still would be like I bought this for five dollars got goodwill like yeah. literally all my clothes were from actually most of my clothes still are from thrift stores because I just like the thrill of it also I think part of that has to do with mm-hmm. because yeah. I found out I had ADHD and was so, that's part of like ADHD too is being very yeah. compulsive and like but also my personality you're right is more free-spirited generally anyway although the older I get the more like controlled I guess Mm -hmm. I am which is good because you know it's part maturity part just learning it's just like anything else you know if you like Adrian I've talked about on her podcast previously think about the return of investment also too in a marriage and I know this has been talked about as well it is very important to try to be on the same page with your spouse in a marriage and I'm not saying you have to see eye to eye on everything because Jordan and I definitely had our differences but we had to also have the same goals to work towards so even though we might have different approaches to that we both knew at the end of the day we are trying to do what's best for to reach the goal Jordan had different views on how we should reach a goal and I had different views but we compromised there was you know different things that I didn't realize you know Jordan had a good point on and I didn't think about that and vice versa, but we knew that the goal was, you know, to pay off a credit card or to not have a car payment. We knew that the goal was the same and we wanted to accomplish the same thing, but, you know, to be able to talk about the different approaches to that, whether it be like, we're going to take budget from the eating out and we're going to put that more on the credit card or should we take it out of this or, you know, it's different things in a marriage. The goals need to be the same, but sometimes the approach is isn't always the the same and that's okay. You just need to be able to have that conversation with your spouse or right. And also I think it's important to have those conversations before you get married obviously because that can make or break a marriage do with something letting allowing him to have money to do that and the budget and being okay with that because I used to be like no extra spending at all mm-hmm. but I've I've learned to be okay mm-hmm. with that because we knew our goals were being met And that's what mattered. Just (laughs) having forgiveness and being lenient towards each other on that uh, is always better. Amen. Amen, sister. Thank you for being on my podcast. I'm wondering if we should do like a little co-hosting thing sometimes. (laughs) And I'm putting this out here for the whole podcast to see if anybody has any feedback. Because we are like yin and yang. We balance each other. We balance each other out. I'm sorry. So it was twin thing. (laughs) If you're if you're a twin out there, holla. You understand. Oh goodness. Yes, it is. okay let us let me know message me and let me know if you you are a twin or you know a twin
Thanks for tuning into the Faith and Finance podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I obviously love my sister and I was really excited to interview her. If you guys have any suggestions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me on social media. You can uh, follow me on Instagram and Facebook or reach me at my website. And all of those links are in the show notes. So hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Keep the faith, my friends.